Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh, yeah, there we go, baby. There it is. Guys, hello. Welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast. I hope you on YouTube are joining us right now. Also on Twitch. Hey, hey. How you hey, doing? Everybody? Oh, hey, hi, hey, hey. Hey, good to see Hello. you. It's us. Hey. It's just us. Just us. Just relax. Same two guys who are always on this stupid show. <laughs> stupid sodding show. <laughs> Hello. Shouldn't say that. Tell my daughter not to say stupid. Stupid. But she, she loves saying stupid. She heard stupid. me say stupid and yelled at me. Yes. Because she knows it's not a nice word to say. What does she say it about? And anything and everything. I call a lot of things stupid. Yes. You know what it is? We all call a lot of we things stupid. We can blame our mother. Yes. She calls everything stupid. Including us. Including us. <laughs> but now she also, I, my daughter also yells at our mom for saying yes. stupid. Our mother called me stupid in a video. Yes. And then somebody in the comments said, LOL, she called you stupid. And then mom commented back <laughs> and said, I didn't say he was stupid i said he was being stupid <laughs> better there's a big difference a big apparently. difference anyway uh, hello everybody hey uh thanks for being here uh once again we're streaming to youtube also trying to work out some of the kinks yeah uh one of the kinks being uh we do like a eight minute like we're going live soon yeah. so that people can gather around come in you know doors open at yeah. eight but show starts <laughs> like eight yeah, oh, eight, just like you know? every band you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but YouTube doesn't really like that because we have to edit the beginning out. Yeah. And sometimes that breaks everything. And we used to deal with that yeah. back when we used to stream on YouTube. So uh, I'm just going to hit live on YouTube when we're ready to go. So it it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, thanks for being here today. We got many a topic. Uh, the big one being uh, digital games and how big uh, big executives don't think we own them. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't deserve to own them because you're all filthy, filthy pigs. <laughs> Other things, too. Uh, there's a new Aya Neo coming out that's yes. going to have the biggest air quotes, Steam OS. <laughs> yes. Um, and we will get into that. And speaking of Steam, they're doing some... Valve is doing some not very Valve-like things recently with uh, community-related games. And I think that... So I was on a podcast... What the... Fondjaloop did I... Okay. I don't know what I did. I was on a podcast recent. I was on the Steam Deck podcast recently. And on it, I talked about Valve shutting down that 
project in relation to why I don't think the Ionia Next has SteamOS on it. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's a lot more other stuff we can talk about. Yes. Uh, but first, we'll thank some people like Psyker. Thanks for the 15 months. Lazaga. Thanks for the five months. I think that's like lasagna. Sounds about right. Lazaga. Yeah. Funyuns are tasty. Thanks for the 11 months. And Bloody FPS. Thanks for the 21 months. Wagwan the Wolfden Man. Fem Big Ups from the UK. Booyakasha. I need a boo. Boo. I agree with everything you just said. Do you speak whatever the fuck that was? Of course, don't you? No. Uh, so you didn't do well in uh, our foreign hist- our foreign language classes in no, high school. <laughs> I did very bad. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll just uh, jump right into it. We'll go right into the... Uh, why does it say I'm offline on Twitch? When, oh. when I'm looking at the chat right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking disaster. at our live stream right now. Uh, um, before we get into it, though, Bob, uh, oh. we are getting free games from oh. Nintendo. Wait. Really? It's at the top. Oh, okay. We got new additions to the uh, Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack for all you Game Boy Advance uh, Game Boy and girls out there. (laughs) Golden Sun (laughs) and Golden Sun The Lost Age are coming to Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack uh, tomorrow. I'm a Game Boy or girl. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to stream to this computer. Oh, this is good. (laughs) Just, yeah, we're getting Golden Sun. We're getting the Golden Sun games, everybody. Uh, People have been waiting for this. Golden Sun hasn't had a new installment in God knows how long. Since the Game Boy Advance, I think. Yeah, there's one and two. So, uh, oh, these two games. These are the only two games. Yes. So we haven't seen these games since then. So here we are. Yay. Everybody was excited when we saw... uh, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate thinking we're gonna get Golden Sun's characters. Instead, we got uh, an assist droid. Yeah. Uh, but now here we go. Nintendo is acknowledging Golden Sun once again. So I'm not gonna play these games. But if hey, you like Golden Sun, I appreciate then you can play them. <laughs> I appreciate that Nintendo is uh, supporting the Game Boy Advance games on Nintendo Switch Online because it's yeah. the easiest way to play Game Boy Advance games right now. I would love some Boktai. I'll play some Boktai. How would they make that work, though? Because that needs the sensor for the sun. Uh, IR. Oh, yeah. Just you forget that. That would be weird, though, because IR is on the bottom of the controller. I mean, it's not like it worked good on the Game Boy True. Advance anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and also, thank you to Majin Jameson for the 23 months. I appreciate it. All right, let's go right into uh, Ubisoft wants gamers to be comfortable not owning games anymore. Yes. You don't own them. Uh, let, me, let me just and me that. being a digital only guy he's speaking directly to me yes uh, uh same also and i feel personally attacked i'm a digital i'm a mostly digital guy right now yeah also notable thief of video games <laughs> <laughs> yeah because crime is cool uh an executive at assassin's creed maker ubisoft said that gamers will need to get comfortable not owning their games before video game subscriptions truly take off Speaking to uh, speaking to discuss the launch of Ubisoft's new Ubisoft Plus Premium and Ubisoft Classic subscriptions, uh, Felipe Tremblay, director of subscriptions at Ubisoft, explained to GameIndustry.biz uh, what needs to happen before subscription services become more significant uh, become a more significant slice of the video game business. 
I don't have a crystal ball, but when you look at the different subscription services that are out there, we've had a rapid expansion over the last couple of years, but it's still relatively small compared to other models, Tremblay said. Uh, we're seeing expansion on console as the likes of PlayStation and Xbox bring new people in on PC. As a Ubisoft, From a Ubisoft standpoint, it appears... Uh, sorry, it's already been great, but we are looking to reach out more on PC so we see opportunity there. One, th one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to, a bit like a DVD, having and owning their games. That's a consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection. That's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. As gamers grow uh, comfortable in that aspect, you, do you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game at any other time, your progress file still is still there. Uh, that's that's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in a game or your engagement with the game. Uh, so it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. I still have two boxes of DVDs. I definitely understand that gamers perspective with this, but as people embrace that model, they will see that these games will exist, the service will continue, and you'll be able to access them when you feel like it. That's reassuring. Uh, streaming is also a thing that works really well with subscription. So you pay when you need, you pay when you need it as opposed to paying all the time. It's fair to say that Tremblay's comments haven't gone uh, down well with some gamers who prefer to buy their games uh, on disc as opposed to downloading them or streaming them. But it's worth pointing out that Ubisoft, like many other video game publishers, does still release its games on disc. And while digital sales have grown as a portion of the overall sales over the years, a significant portion of players still prefer to own their game, uh, own their games physically. Uh, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding this because, for one, uh, I mm -hmm. don't agree. Yeah. But also, what's his point about not? He's trying to. So he's trying to sell the new Ubisoft subscription services. He he says here, if you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. Oh, I That's think he's. I think he's trying to like say. Like when you transition over to this new model of not owning your game, you'll uh, still be able to play and access your game as if nothing had happened. But yeah, the the concern that everybody has is what if something does happen? Yes. Like you won't lose. Like if you start playing Assassin's Creed on one system and you bought the game physically and then you want to play it on another system and you don't have the game, but you have a subscription to Ubisoft, your save file will transfer over like nothing happened. I have beef with Ubisoft. Everybody has beef with Ubisoft. <laughs> They're not a good company. They they put out apparently a really good game recently. They did. It is very good. I heard nothing but good things. I had the demo. I'm excited to play it, but that doesn't excuse the fact. I do hear it's a bad demo. Is it? I, I just hear that it's very short. Okay. And and they they blue ball you. They they, uh, they they take it away from you right when it gets good. Okay. Um, but still, the point remains that like that doesn't excuse the fact that they've released a lot of bad games, a lot of samey games, and they have do a lot of shady practices, and they're a horribly run company. Mm -hmm. um, Activision levels of horribly run. Uh, and then this is just one more thing to add on to it. My beef with Ubisoft stems way back from when they just made Assassin's Creed a thousand times. Yes. And that, <laughs> every game after Assassin's Creed became just Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But uh, my beef recently is that I... Got a code for uh, Prince of Persia. It's awesome. I played it. Uh 
uh-huh. uh, the way you redeem a review code is like you do like a test version of the game. It, the, the, like you got to go into it and select it. And it, you have to type in like three different codes. Uh-huh. You finally get it. Uh, it works great. Everything works great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is definitely a pre-release version. So there's right. some things that are a little weird. But for the most part, the game runs great. Um I don't think cloud saves work for this like test version. Okay. So I'm not able to play it on anything but my PC. Really? Because I started it on my PC. Mm-hmm. Now I can't move my save to anything else. And I want to play it on my handheld. Right. That's my beef. Yeah. Is that, and, and it makes it worse that he's saying that my progress is not lost, but it kind of <laughs> is because they gave me a version of the game that isn't going to allow me to move my yeah. game. Hopefully when the game's actually released, yeah. the cloud saves will work the way that they're intended. But as of right now, they're not giving they're not making me confident about wanting to be inside of their ecosystem. Yeah. The other issue is that uh you need Ubisoft Connect. I don't think this new Prince of Persia game is going to be available on Steam or even some people it's are saying on, Epic Games. It's game on Store. Epic. Yeah, it's going to be on Epic Game Store and apparently Amazon Luna. Oh. Oh, well yeah, they have a partnership yeah. with Amazon. Is it going to be on Epic Game Store? Yeah. Just at launch, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Get it there, I guess. Because yeah. I, I got to be honest, people also don't like Epic. Yeah. But Ubisoft Connect is a whole nother version of garbage. Like, I push back a little bit when people are... Uh, a f- PC guys really hate opening another launcher. Yeah. If you have something in a different launcher, they're like, oh, this sucks. I need it on Steam. Mm-hmm. But... Ubisoft Connect really does suck. I spent a long time trying to get it to run on three different devices, and some devices it just straight up will not work. Like the Steam Deck, it just deleted itself off of my yeah. Steam Deck. Um, the Asus Ally, it just will not open on the Asus Ally for some reason. Uh, the the Lenovo, it worked, and everything's fine, but my cloud save's not there. Yeah. So, not a fan of, <laughs> of how I have to play uh, Prince of Persia right now. But... Mm-hmm. The game is great, and I'm willing to go through all of that hell to try to play it again. Right. Um, but that was really, I think, to mask the issue of what he's really talking about, which is the idea of being... He, he specifically uses the words being comfortable, not owning your games anymore. Yeah. So they're pushing their own subscription? Yeah. Ubisoft Plus Classics subscription and ubisoft, ubisoft plus premium there's two different subscriptions so if i sub- subscribe to one of these will i get prince of persia i'm assuming so gotta know because like what's even the point yeah why would i do that <laughs> designed to coincide with the release of prince of persia the lost crown on ubisoft plus ubisoft plus multi-access and pc access have become ubisoft plus premium which costs 17.99 a month the subscription is designed to offer day one new releases Oh, PlayStation and even Microsoft could learn a thing or two about this. <laughs> uh, and early access were a- applicable, as well as premium editions and monthly rewards. The day one release of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, for example, is a part of Ubisoft Plus Premium. But then along with this change, Ubisoft has released uh, Ubisoft Plus Classics on PC, which is described as a curated selection of popular back catalog and live games. Um, including Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Siege, and Watch Dogs Legion. Um, Those games are not that old. Those games are barely 10 years old. (laughs) Barely 10 years old? That's kind of a long time. 10 years is pretty long. Far Cry is barely 5 years old. Yeah. 
And they, they're putting that on another subscription service? Far Cry 6? Yeah. How old is Far Cry 6? That's, that's, that's not that old. Far Cry. Yeah. That shouldn't be a classic game. 2021. Yeah. Okay. Three years old? Is that three? Yes. Yeah, three. it's three. It's... Okay, that's not a classic yeah. game. Yeah. Not that old. Ah. <laughs> I guess classics in that it's very popular or it will be a classic game eventually i don't know why, why to me classic means like a generation or two ago yeah. Yeah. you know like a playstation 3 game yeah Watch Dogs legions isn't that old either yeah even like rainbow six siege i know like that's probably a 10 year old game at this point but it's still like actively played yeah it's by a, millions of people yeah it's gone through enough changes where it's a completely different game now yeah yeah, these aren't really classics. I, I guess they're going to tell you the most up-to-date popular ones yeah. before they try to give you all the classic games because that's the ones people are going to care about. Right. Um, I don't see anything wrong with them having a subscription service with uh, day one releases of their new games. Some people are interested in like getting the new Far Cry or, or Assassin's Creed I every year. I always find it weird like, you know, when publishers specifically have their own subscription services you really gotta fucking like ubisoft games if you want to subscribe to their service and ubisoft does not have a wide genre of games yeah they're mostly the same well i think we look at big publishers a little differently we, we see them uh we don't have like a good relationship with the right. publisher we just like the game you know yeah and I could see people being excited for the new Assassin's Creed every year. The Assassin's Creed game comes yeah. out. I want it. So why not pay a monthly subscription to always have yeah. the newest Assassin's Creed or the newest but Far that, Cry? But like that's, you know, you pay the monthly subscription for as long as you're playing that game and then stop. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, Nintendo, I could see it making sense because like they have platformers and rpgs and action adventure games and shooters and whatnot and party games and racing games and whatnot well this was the excuse for game pass with the xbox series we we were like halo infinite is a dollar yeah you get it and you beat it and then you stop paying for game pass right you know? but at least game pass offers not just microsoft titles but like all these other types of video games that could entice you to stay. Well, now one of the issues with Game Pass is I think they don't they force you to buy a year. No, I think it's still a month. It's still by the month. Oh, they force it? you to do the month. Yeah, you can't. Oh, okay. You can't so buy I, a year. I thought the opposite. Yeah, that's better then. So hopefully Ubisoft. You, yeah, you could do a month. Yeah. Okay. I don't see any problem with this because if you do it smart, it could actually be cheaper you to play the game but right. you don't own it yeah that's that's the big issue that i think we keep losing sight of is the fact that now we have an executive like actually coming out and saying like we don't want you to own your games i also don't trust their cloud save situation at all right because uh if you stop paying for it you might lose the cloud save also ubisoft could just go under or be acquired by somebody else they've come extremely close to going under in the past several times yeah, yeah. so I mean, you're gonna make sure you keep a local uh, save of of all of your yeah. stuff if you're gonna utilize this at all. Um, this of course goes into the bigger question of uh, uh, owning your games and 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 yeah. having backups of mm -hmm. of everything. Um, 
I, I mean, you look at like PT on on yeah. the on the PlayStation Four, like that. You just cannot delete that from your yeah, hard drive. Exactly. That's just on the drive, and if you delete that, you will lose it forever yeah. because it's just not on any storefront. Mm-hmm. I have uh, all of the Switch games that I've ever purchased are on my micro SD card. Yeah. Uh, in hopes that that's a way to have them backed up. Mm-hmm. But if that micro SD card, if anything happens to that, it's, sure. it's done for. Yeah. And I know like 10 years from now, that eShop's not going to be there. Yeah. So. But at least, you know, for the time being, you own, like you quote unquote own the game. Like if you delete it, you can go back and re-download yeah. it. You know, it's there. Um for a lot of games too, even if the game gets delisted, you still have the ability to go in and re-download the game if you've already purchased it. Yeah, um, it's very rare for a yeah. game to just not be there at all mm-hmm. and be taken away from you completely. Yes, that's a rare thing to to have happen. Luckily, um, in pretty much all cases where that happens, uh, there's a backup on the internet in some yeah. form. <laughs> So if you dig deep enough, you'll be able to find a uh, bootleg version of that game, yeah. which is sort of the battle that we are in the middle of. Is Obviously, you don't want people to back up your current games mm-hmm. because that's piracy. You yeah. don't want people to take Prince of Persia and put it on the internet for everybody to have because the, yeah. you, the game's available and you should pay for it because people worked on it. But... If tomorrow Ubisoft decided we're not going to release Prince of Persia, we're just going to take it off and no one will ever play it. Yeah. It would be nice to have a backup on the internet yeah. in some some form. We're seeing this conversation happening now in like the movie sphere as mm-hmm. well because as we've seen subscription with the whole subscription service model with like your Netflixes and your Disney Plus and whatnot, that's starting to fall apart because like those services aside from Netflix don't make money mm-hmm. and the people who have been champ- championing physical media forever are feeling vindicated because people are buying physical media of the movies they want and they have it on their shelf. And then if it gets pulled from a streaming service, which has been happening more and more frequently, they don't have to worry because it's on their shelf. It's nobody's going to Warner brothers is not going to come to your house and rob your DVD collection. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was a case recently where a game was, removed and like shut down completely like you cannot yeah. oh wasn't it uh that last of us rip off they made it oh, so you can't before. you can't play that or whatever at yeah all. that game came out for like three days yeah. and then they were like forget it yeah and they shut the <laughs> whole thing down yeah so you can't play it at all mm-hmm. uh but i think they refunded people they're trying to oh they're trying <laughs> yeah. to that your game has to be so bad for you to want to give people their money back. Yeah. <laughs> for you to shut it down that much. Like at least gather the 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 curious people. You know, there's yeah. gonna be curious people who wanna like shit on your game and just meme on it. Like at least uh-huh. get the money from those guys. That Wolf Den mug with the lid on it is pretty sick. When are we getting it? Uh, we've had it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, this is these are these are customs, custom I, babes. I don't know where the big one is yeah i don't know we had a he always drinks out of a big one yeah. i don't know where i put it also look at you might get this one though this one is a little little bowl that has a little wolf logo Ooh, on it. you that's can't really cute. can't really see it but uh maybe if i talk long enough it'll switch over to me paramount plus pulled the first season of star trek prodigy 
from their service, apparently to make it a tax write-off, and refuses to put on the second season, which is almost complete. Yeah. That's this, what we're talking about. This is my bowl. Star Trek was like a premiere show for Paramount. They sold Paramount Plus on being the home of all things Star Trek. Any Star Trek you want, you gotta subscribe to Paramount Plus to see it. Except Star Trek Prodigy, apparently. Um, all right. And so, like, you know, Ubisoft Plus will be the home of all Assassin's Creed games, except the, the Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation, that PS Vita game, because nobody cares about that one. Assassin's you know? Creed Liberation, I don't remember that. That was uh, there's so many offshoots. There really are. That was a PS Vita exclusive when that launched. It was a tie into Assassin's Creed Three. Oh yes. Okay, I remember this now. Prince of Persia is great. Game's awesome. I really want to play it. I really like it. Yeah. If you like if you play that game and you like it, you should also try Blasphemous 2. Forget the first one. Okay. Because it's the same game. <laughs> they're the, they're the same. They okay. play exactly the same. Uh Blasphemous 2 might be it's a little more souls like where if you die like it's a little more souls like where if you die you need to pick up your souls. You know, you need yeah. to go back to where you died. Prince of Persia is a lot more forgiving in that respect, but the games are so similar that when I died, I thought I had to go back to where I died. And I was uh -huh. like, oh, wait, I don't have to do this. I can just restart from the same save. I, I am playing Prince of Persia on the harder difficulty, so there's four difficulties. I'm playing it on the, the third one yeah. out of four. Um, and it's pretty hard. But it's great. Uh, I, uh, I love the combat. Uh it feels also a lot like Metroid Dread, but I think that's just because that's like the newest uh, Metroidvania, like gold standard 3D yeah. side scrolling game that we've uh, had recently. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I'm excited to play it more on something like my Steam Deck, but <laughs> I need the cloud saves. Somebody in the chat, in the YouTube chat said that, uh, he's playing it on Steam Deck and it works great. I okay. honestly, oh shit, I just, I just banned him. <laughs> you're back. You're back. Hey, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Gary DeBrown. Fucking YouTube chat tools are, mm. are rough. Um, yeah, I, I think it's entirely my fault that uh, Ubisoft Connect just deleted itself. Yeah. Uh, apparently, if you delete the installer mm -hmm. off of your Steam Deck, it deletes the whole thing. Deletes... Because like it's act, you've done this with with Epic Game yeah. Store. It's an EXE file, and it's it creates like a virtual Windows yeah. like, like disk. But if you delete the the installer, it deletes the whole Windows virtual disk. Yeah, <laughs> which I didn't know, so it fucked up everything. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of concerns we have for owning digital stuff. The more and more people move to digital. Uh, mm -hmm. When was the last uh, statistic? It was like uh, 50%, right? Or yeah. Digital, it's getting more and more. Yeah. Um, there's merits to having physical, but yeah, absolutely. it's getting less and less too, though, because a lot of physical games are just, you need the day one patch or it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of physical games, like games change so much over time that like the game on the disc is not the same as the game that you're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So, and All a right. lot of discs are just DRM, like they're just to validate yep. that you own the game. Yeah. Um. 
Willow, thanks for the 100 bits. No one wanted to own Ubisoft games anyway. Sorry, I hope that's what we were just talking about. Edible just hit. (laughs) (laughs) Will Wolf, damn it, with the five months in a row. Only five? It says 46 total. Okay. So I don't know what that shit's about. That means you missed. That means you missed a month, five months ago. Okay. Hey, Wolf Bros. Could you please tell me why the hell Castlemania Games is emailing me every hour about my GameCube shell modification? They're not even being helpful. They're just asking me if they resolved my issue. So let me explain I need this. To, I need to know what's happening here because uh, I was thinking about this because I want to do a modded GameCube. Yeah. So I ordered, they when they put up the pre-order for the GameCube shells, replacing GameCube shells, I ordered one. This was like in 2022. Yeah, and I, I, this is amazing to me because now it's so easy to get a, I know. a clear shell. Apparently, like the company that was making them was having a lot of problems making them and whatever. That's not that's not the major issue. The major issue is at some point during this, Castlevania went through like you know back end rebuilding and stuff, and they shifted a lot of stuff over to a second website called Rondo. Oh, yeah. So. And they said, like, your orders will shift over and stuff, you know, it'll be fine. But I go to Rondo's website, and I log in just to see if there's an update, and my order is not there, like, at all. So I'm like, okay, I'm still getting, like, update emails and stuff. So, and this is back in November, I email Rondo saying, hey, I still have my order numbers, I still have my credit card, why isn't my order in the order history? And then nothing until today, where they said, for, well, first, at like 2.30 this afternoon, they said... When did you email them? November. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at first, they at 2.30, they said, we apologize for the delayed response. Uh, we have a new team working to catch up on tickets, and we are working on responding to your individual requests as quickly as possible. Uh, We could use your help, though. If your request has already been resolved or your question has already been answered, please reply to this email with, you know, this code or whatever. If you still need if you still need an answer, please do nothing at all. I still need an answer. They didn't answer my so I didn't respond to anything. But apparently every hour at 20 past the hour, they will just email me saying, if you're if you no longer need assistance, please respond with this code. But you you need it. I do. <laughs> I have gotten, including the initial one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven emails <laughs> telling me if I don't need their assistance anymore, please let them know. They're very responsive on Twitter, okay. but I don't like using the Twitter card. Yeah. With the, hey, do you know who I am? <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you email them, well, no, they're probably not even working right now. It's yeah. probably like an automated thing that's yeah, just exactly. going to do it for so, the next day. I mean, you're kind of just screwed. Yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to let it sit for a little bit unless they keep fucking emailing me. Then I'm going to like have to actually raise this at the flagpole. You can just add them on Twitter. And I think sure I might have to. Yeah. But, but again, I don't like pulling that. I did it once with GameStop. Because they want to send me my Ghostbusters toys, and then they send me my Ghostbusters. GameStop toys. deserves it. They do. That, that's a big fish, you know. Yeah, you're punching up there. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, you know, like 
draw too I know. much. I've too. ordered things from Castlemania before. They seem like good people. I just, I'm just very confused right now. <laughs> oh, Garrison in the chat, I think said it happened to him too. Uh, he, yeah, and he gave time stamps for how many times they emailed him. <laughs> One, two, oh three, four, five, six, seven. Also seven. Jesus. Did you also get the same uh, thing? Yeah. The same. The same uh, what did you get? Is it just a clear shell? It's yeah. It's uh no. I, what I think I got trans translucent red. Okay. Uh, yeah, GameCube shell, a mm -hmm. GameCube replacement shell. I tweeted at you because I wanted to use the company credit card, and you said fine. Oh yeah, that yeah. was so long. ago. That was very long ago. How would you feel about me putting a, a the Raspberry Pi disc mod in in your game? In my game, yeah. You could still use the disk drive. It's a new one where you could still use the disk drive. That means right. I will do the shell swap for you. That's what that right. means. I know. Yeah. Oh, I bought it, you know, and I said you can use it for content. Oh, okay. So, then, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> You're just going to have a Raspberry Pi mod in it. Okay. I also did some digging because I was thinking about doing that Raspberry Pi mod. Uh, or it's not a, it's called the Flippy Drive or something. Yeah. Um, I really want the Metal Gear uh, GameCube. Yeah. But that's like $1,000. And yeah. if I got that, I wouldn't want to mod it. Yeah. So I want I was thinking about getting a silver GameCube and then just putting the Metal Gear jewel on top. Because yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. So making like a fake Metal Gear mm -hmm. GameCube. I did see Modern Vintage Gamers video today on a modding your slim PlayStation 3. I think I want to look into that. For for what? For what? For all the reasons you would mod a video game system. So for, can, but a PlayStation Three. You can. What are you playing on there? You can load games onto the hard drive and play them off the hard drive without the disc. You can get bootleg games and download games onto there. You I can play play. This is the big one. You can play PlayStation Two games on there. Wow! You, I can play that on anything. <laughs> it's a fucking PlayStation Two. PlayStation Three is hard to emulate. I understand. Yes. But what game? On a PlayStation 3, you're going to want to play It's not so much 3. the PlayStation 3, specifically. I want one system that can play PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. One. All right. Well, the 3 is the hard one. Yes. The 3 is the hard yes. part. But yeah. if I have a, a native PlayStation 3, then I can natively play PlayStation 3 games. I know PlayStation 2 emulation on PlayStation 3 is good enough. So if I can have... This way I can play my PlayStation 2 games on an HD television without having to worry about wires and shit. I just there's just no PlayStation Three games that I'm like I need to play that, right. and if there is, it's they're so easy right. to play it's somewhere more, else. It's more so the PlayStation Two. The only PlayStation Three game that would be hard uh, for me to play is uh, Metal Gear Four. Right, but that may be coming in the next Master Collection, and that would be amazing if, yeah. they, if they did that. Did Modern Vision Gamer just do a video on this? Yeah, we'll that's what we're talking about. Said that. <laughs> Bob Rock Band modded songs. See, here's the thing. We have so many rock band songs on Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> we have like all of them. Yeah. Uh all right. Anyway. Um We got more notifications. We got Sith with the Prime. We got Mr. Rock PR. Thanks for the 12 months. Hey Wolf Brothers. I'm super excited to be here and can't wait to hear your awesome insights on all things gaming. That's sounds like a canned endorsement. Yeah. Thank you. Uh an anonymous. Gifted five subs. Thank you. Thank you. To the anonymous person for giving us money. All right. Uh, 
Wow, we barely got anywhere in this show so far. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the I Neo Next Light, which I have a lot of thoughts on. Okay. Uh, some of your eyes might glaze over. Okay. Ion Neo's attempt to launch a bargain price competitor to the Steam Deck has been confusing to say the least, but the company has now published a product page and that clears up most things. The Ion Neo Next Lite will cost $299, uh, it is $300 American dollars, uh, will not ship with an official build of SteamOS, but rather an unofficial fork and come with a four-year-old AMD processor that's arguably less potent than the one in the original Steam Deck. Wow, they just shit all over this <laughs> really in the first did. paragraph <laughs> while the company originally advertised that subscriptions for the handheld will be open uh, on thursday night that may have been a case of chinese to english translation getting too literal the final product page was only a subscribe button so you can get emailed uh with more information about the product um a new blog post has no mention of subscriptions that clears some stuff up for me because yeah. I heard about this subscription thing before and mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute, is that a way to like subsidize how cheap this console yeah. is? But that seems uh, to, to clear things up a yeah. little bit. Uh, also, while the company's initial blog post announcing its uh, handheld gaming PC said the device has SteamOS pre-installed, the company has since confirmed it won't have official support for Valve's Linux-based operating system. After this article was originally published, CEO Arthur Zhang uh, told fans in Ioneo's official Discord that it should be noted that we are using a third-party SteamOS, not the official SteamOS. Yeah, so that's what made things really confusing for people, and mm -hmm. understandably so. They said it was SteamOS. They said it had SteamOS, and then mm -hmm. they're like, no, 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 no. It's got hollow ISO, which the article goes on yes. to talk about. Uh, Hollow ISO, which is cr which its creator described on GitHub as something that attempts to bring the Steam Deck's SteamOS uh, Hollow redistribution into a generic installable format and provide a close to official SteamOS experience. Without official support from Valve, the prospects for this device running the software well seem much further from reality than the original blog post on iNeo's site suggested. All right, so. Ioneo makes a lot of PC handhelds. They're yes. like one of, I don't want to say the, f they were early in the PC handheld game. Yes. They were, they were getting uh powerful uh handheld. They had powerful handhelds to the market. Uh, right. They were like the name right before uh, the Steam, Steam Deck yeah. came out. And uh, they were expensive. They released a million of them. They mm -hmm. were so quick, and they still continue to release a million of them. And they're all Windows-based, pretty yeah. much. They had an Android one recently that I wanted to try, but I kind of missed the boat on it. Uh, it's so hard to keep up because they released so many. Yeah. This one is notable because it has SteamOS, but it's not really SteamOS. Yeah. But that makes it a direct competitor to the Steam Deck. And there is a version that is only $299. There's also a version that's $399, which is probably going to be the one that's closer to what the Steam Deck is. But yeah. at that point, just get a Steam Deck. For $399, that's a little bit enticing, especially if it could run, if, if the performance is comparable. But yeah. it the problem is Ioneo needs to make the money on the hardware sales. Mm -hmm. Steam can can take the hit because you're yeah. going to buy the, the software on it. So th this is interesting because it's the first handheld we're seeing that has 
a sort of Steam OS. Remember when yeah. the Steam Deck came out and Steam OS, well, actually, Steam OS was the thing for the, the, the Steam machines. Machine. Yeah, I was going to say back when the Steam, Steam first got into hardware with the Steam machines, they had said that Steam OS was going to be open source and like anyone can put it on their device yeah. and use it. And there were a couple, right? Alienware made like the first Steam machines. Yeah, and like yeah. that was it. Yeah. So when the Steam Deck came out, Valve was also like, hey, we're going to, we we think there's also going to be other devices that will have Steam OS on it as yeah. well. And I remember sitting here in these chairs being like, uh, well, maybe not in these chairs, maybe it was in our Batman chairs. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember sitting there being like, uh, it'll fail just like the Steam machine if, if they release too many of them. Yeah. If they release too many handhelds that have Steam OS on it, the market's going to get flooded and, and uh, no one will mm -hmm. keep up with it. There haven't been any SteamOS machines yeah. since the Steam Deck. Yeah. Why is that? Because <sighs> the the you see all these Windows-based machines. Yeah. People are trying to compete with the Steam Deck, so why are there no SteamOS machines? I'm assuming Steam is probably locking down like who how they distribute SteamOS now. Yeah, so th this was my confusion when I decided yeah. I decided to look into this. And it seems like SteamOS is not open source as much as they try to make it seem like it is. Right. A lot of SteamOS is open source, but the thing that locks it down is that it comes with the Steam client, which is yes. which is Steam. Mm -hmm. It's 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 the way that you buy the games, mm -hmm. um, and download your games and stuff. Yeah. So that's where Hollow ISO comes in. Mm -hmm. Hollow ISO takes SteamOS, removes the Steam client, and makes it some generic version that is open. Yeah. And puts it back in there. Uh. There. That is walking a tightrope. Yeah. There's a lot here that could uh they could this could get shut down tomorrow. Yeah. There's nothing official here. This isn't even like far into development, it seems like. It seems like yeah. they're not really sure how this is gonna work entirely because their first blog post said this is Steam OS, and yeah. then they realized the Steam website for SteamOS says you cannot use SteamOS to market your product. Right. So them saying, hey, this is going to have SteamOS is already in violation. That's why they had to delete yeah. that blog post and say it doesn't have SteamOS. It has a hollow ISO. Yeah. And, I mean, what is hollow ISO? It's SteamOS. So we haven't really seen products... We haven't really seen products released with hollow ISO either. And I think that's also because that's not official and yeah. could also be a problem for a legitimate mm -hmm. company to release something with a with a, a a public version of a lockdown product yeah. you know it, it's it's this seems a little uh, something's not right and could go very wrong yeah. very quickly with, mm -hmm. with with this valve could shut this down in, in a heartbeat and i think i i think it, it the biggest tell is that we haven't ste seen any steam os machines yeah. in, in in a while and it's because it's probably a huge pain in the ass also how are you gonna buy games on here you're gonna have to log in to your steam account yeah. through some third party you're gonna thing. Have, you're gonna have to somehow get steam on there because it's not gonna come with steam. well it's gonna come hollow iso is gonna put its own version of steam right. on it and it's also of note that Aya Neo is 
repackaging Hollow ISO. So yeah. they're doing some development on the free open version of Hollow ISO. So you're gonna have to log in through Ioneo's version of Hollow ISO. That's yeah, kind of a, a weird issue. I don't know if I trust them with my Steam yeah. information, you know? If I were to test this, I would probably want to use like a new Steam account or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's exciting that we're getting a Steam OS machine of some sort, but I'm is this very it? skeptical. <laughs> I, somebody told me in the chat the other day that the uh, that the Ein Loki one of them is a SteamOS machine, and I didn't know that either. I had no, I, I got it in one of those boxes. Over yeah, there. I got to open it up and see. I didn't, I didn't know that. Maybe it is. Um, that would be interesting because that means there's one that predates this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the same, but Chimera OS is is an OS that's a version of SteamOS that you can just log into your Steam account and use your Steam library as if you are using a Steam Deck. You can put Chimera OS on them too. That sounds like the same thing. Yeah. Is that, a, is, I'm assuming that's Linux? This reminds me of when the Switch emulator was going to come out on Steam and they announced it and they had to backtrack the ads. Well, that's like a clear yeah via violation. I was forgetting the Ambernick Win Six Hundred, which also tried tried to have Steam OS. That's no, I'm not forgetting. That's what I'm. Yes, I'm forgetting. Yes, I'm forgetting <laughs> the Ambernick Win Six Hundred. Did they put end up putting Windows on it? I don't think that launched with Steam OS, did it? I don't think so. I feel like there would have been a lot more news if another That's system what I'm came saying. out. Like, like I feel like I would know. First of all, the Ambernick Win 600 was four hundred dollars. It's now yeah. three fifty. That's pretty cheap. I've heard of this, but I didn't know. Yeah, Windows. It's got Windows. That's why I died. It probably was gonna have Steam OS for all of like a week and then got shut down. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, that's that's that. So while I was talking about the, uh, I talked more about this on, on the, uh, Steam Deck podcast where mm -hmm. I, uh, kind of went down the rabbit hole of why it seems like it might be a little fishy. And, and I looked into it more after that. Uh, so this, I guess, gives you a little more information, but on that podcast, I also mentioned how Valve shut down Team Fortress project mm, recently because yes. people see valve as like uh they like mods and they they like things They're to very be open for everybody. a lot of games you know team force 2 started out as a mod for half-life yeah. but they are no stranger to uh litigation yes um team fortress 2 team fortress source 2 a fan project seeking to port valve's classic shooter to the source 2 engine is officially dead the news uh, was announced following a DMCA takedown demand from Valve that blocked the group's GitHub repositories. It joins Portal 64, which was also canceled uh, less than a week after the release of its first slice. I didn't know Portal 64 was canceled. I saw everybody yeah. was playing it. Yeah, because they made it playable. They even made it playable on actual N64 hardware. Wow. And then Valve came in and said, hey, get rid of this. That's not cool. Or we'll never release Half-Life 3. I don't like that at all. The takedown was the nail in the coffin for the project announced. Uh, the announcement read, which had already 
which had already have been on shaky ground before uh, Valve stepped in. Uh, while we were discussing the project's future internally recently, we already came to the conclusion to stop the development of the project due to the current state of the code being unusable anymore uh, with uh, S ampersand boxes, recent major engine changes, um, and that we overall moved on from it, the announcement read. Uh, sadly, this means this DMCA takedown is the nail in the coffin. We cannot bring it back, and we've hit Valve's attention. It seems like... It seems like they definitely don't want us to use their IP, which is totally fair and legal from them. From the bottom of our hearts at Amper, uh, it's been an honor to grow this project with all of you and an incredible team behind it. Uh, we cannot be thankful enough for all of your support and enthusiasm over the last three years. We're so happy we got this far. In development since at least 2021, Team Fortress Source 2 was envisioned as a new version of the classic game on Gary's Mod spiritual successor, S ampersand box um, with with Team Fortress 2 now 17 years old and largely overrun by bots. Team Fortress Source 2 was intended to inject uh, fresh life into Valve's beloved shooter. The team at one point uh, had more than 20 volunteers helping to port assets from the base game and rebuild Team Fortress 2 mechanics. Portal 64, meanwhile, is being shuttered due to the project depending on Nintendo's proprietary libraries, according to an update on the project's Patreon. Patreon! That's the problem! <laughs> like Team Fortress, Portal 64 sought to revive Valve's uh, 2007 classic, but on N64 hardware. Its developers celebrated the release of the first slice, demonstrating its progress on January 5th. Uh, oh, the, the, I can't read the Patreon post from Portal 64. So I have been in communication with Valve about the future of the project. There is some news, and it isn't good. All right, so they talked to Valve, I guess. It's locked behind a paywall. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it makes a little bit of sense be about the Portal thing because of the, uh, I mean, how much assets from the Nintendo 64 are you using? Because just using a Nintendo 64 emulator should be fine. Yeah. I'm trying to find, like, I'm trying to find if anybody posted exactly what they said. Yeah, I'd like to know that. But again, I mean, if you have a fucking Patreon, you're profiting off of someone else's IP. <sighs> I don't feel, I don't know if this necessarily counts as profiting off of it, you know. How? Because he's not selling the product. He's not selling Portal sixty four specifically. Yeah, it would need to be free. Yeah, it would need. Yeah, it would need to be. As far free. as I know, it was free. Um, I mean, sometimes they lock it behind a Patreon paywall. Right. Uh, As pointed out, uh, Valve doesn't want to put itself in any situation where it appears to be endorsing a game that might violate Nintendo's copyrights and thus become the target of Nintendo's notoriously feisty lawyers. Uh, we got uh, bits from Burang who says, uh, Team Fortress 2 is Valve's property and Portal 64 is highly justified as they used Nintendo's proprietary libraries instead of using an open source library that did the same that's, thing that's what 
this article I'm reading is getting at. And they said, how is Valve the bad guy here? I don't think we're saying that. <laughs> no. So, like, Portal 64 is being made using, like, Nintendo assets and Nintendo libraries to mm-hmm. make the game. Like, he's not building one from scratch. He's not using open source versions. So, that's where they ran into trouble. Mm-hmm. Team Fortress 2, the Team Fortress 2 thing, though, is still a little confusing because Valve has shown their willingness to work with uh, to work with fan communities in the past with Valve properties. Black Mesa is a fan-made complete rebuild of the first Half-Life game mm-hmm. in the Source 2 engine that is sold for profit on Steam. I, I So, like, that team got explicit permission from Valve to do this, and Valve said yes. My, my only uh, uh, assumption is that they're doing that on their own they're, they're, they're making a new version they're trying of team to fortress. fix team fortress 2 yeah that's the only yeah thing i could understand because team fortress 2 seems to be just completely unplayable right now right because it's all bots and yeah. they're all what are they farming for hats yeah like, there's like a hat market yeah um so that makes sense that they would just kind of throw that out and try to build a new version of it yeah um and yeah that might be why they're shutting down somebody else's uh, uh fan project mm-hmm um also we got 20 gifted subs Ooh. from the karata well thank you thank you the karata for giving us a lot of money i love your your youtube videos and they made me buy a nintendo switch which opened up a whole new world thank you for that oh my god thank you the karata we're opening up a, a whole world of 20 gifted subs <laughs> Um, maybe they're working on some sort of a revamp slash remaster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not unplayable. I play on community servers every now and then. Okay. Everybody seems to think that it's, I mean, their article just said it's overrun by bots and I've heard that before. Yeah, no, I've heard it's like overrun by bots and like rampant cheating and like there's no, like Valve has not really stepped in to do anything about it. Sub pop. Sub Popix, uh, I guess, says he run, plays on community servers. Mm-hmm. So that might be maybe that might be a fix for it. Like a that's like a private. It, it would f- yeah maybe uh, it has its own sort of like anti. Lord DC stuff. says the public servers are very unplayable. Ah. Uh, Andrew in the YouTube chat says there's an article that talked about Portal sixty four basically uh, because he's using the t- yeah Nintendo library yeah. Uh. All right. Uh, moving on. All right. Oh, should have talked about this when we were talking about Prince of Persia. Prince oh, of yeah. Persia, The Lost Crown, will have a character voiced by text-to-speech. <laughs> Haven't run into this yet. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, launches next week. While uh, IGN really dug the game, there's one odd detail that stuck out uh, that they, they couldn't help but give its own article one of the game's minor NPCs will be voiced by a text-to-speech program at launch, seemingly because someone, probably Ubisoft, forgot to record and add a human being's voice to the role. While in discussion with fellow early reviewers during the review period for The Lost Crown, it was pointed out um, that the voice of the Tree Spirit character, Calyx, uh, sounded remarkably like either an AI or text-to-speech program. Specifically, a text-to-speech program that's available online for free for use by streamers. You can compare some of the lines uh, recorded, embedded below, to those uh, same lines processed through the text-to-speech program right here. 
Uh, notably, the character in question does not seem to be credited with a voice actor in the game's credits, despite, as far as IGN can tell, every other character appearing in the game with a named human credit. None of the other characters in the game sound like an AI or text-to-speech program, including multiple other tree spirits. Uh, all in all, it's a weird situation. Calux only has a handful of lines, and some of Prince of Persia's actors, um, voice actors have multiple characters. Uh, so it seems that there would have been an easy enough uh, to cast a voice actor to do these as well. IGN has reached out to a production studio, Side UK, which is credited as having handled the game's voice work for comment and received the following message. Um, Side London provided uh, casting, production management, voice direction, voice recording, and post-production in Prince of Persia The Lost Crown, for which we worked with a talented cast of professional actors. As a production company, we did not have uh, visibility on any other voice design plans, uh, text-to-speech, or otherwise Ubisoft had for the game. Um, so Side UK didn't put the text-to-speech in there, which leaves Ubisoft as the culprit. Ubisoft, in fact, confirmed it was doing it was their doing, but the ex- explanation the developer gave is a bit bizarre. This is Ubisoft's uh, response. During the development process of the game, some teams used multiple placeholder assets, including text-to-speech voiceover, until final dubbing is delivered. The English version of these eight lines of text for this character were not properly implemented, but will be swapped out and updated with an, with an upcoming patch. Prince of Persia of the Lost Crown is fully voiced over in English, French, Spanish, German, and Farsi, with more than 12,000 lines in total. It is also subtitled in Italian, Portuguese, Brazilian, uh, Chinese, Korean, Russian, Arabic, Polish, and Japanese. Oh, okay. I mean, that that seems obvious that they just didn't put it in. (laughs) But how how (laughs) lazy are you? That like eight lines of dialogue you didn't put, you didn't get re-recorded before the game got out the door. That you just left the text to speech in there. Here's here's the problem: Mm -hmm. is that the game came out a week before the game came out. (laughs) That's the problem. Yeah, and you're gonna always see shit like this. They're gonna. They they move the date. You know, imagine being a developer and you're like, oh, we'll just re-record that. This is eight lines. We got yeah. time to record those eight lines. It's like, oh, by the way, the game comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the 18th. No. It is the 18th, but but, but tomorrow, you have, like, everyone's going to play Some it. sort of early access bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what's happening. I'm sure there'll yeah. be like a. I'm sure this patch will come really quickly. Yeah, so that seems to be well a very easy fix. Uh, while the game does have a day one patch, um, Calix's voice won't be fixed in that. Uh, Ubisoft has said uh, expect late January or er- early February. Okay, I mean late January. That that's yeah. very soon. Again, I have not come across this, this right. character at all. It could be a guy they added, you know, in the game, and the, you know after they 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 did a uh, you know. The, the voice lines or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I don't really think it's a big deal. I think it's a big deal because we just had a really long uh, actor strike about AI replacing actors. And here we have a company literally doing that. Well, <laughs> for the time being. You know that it's not a good text-to-speech. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like Microsoft Sam, you know? Yeah. This is like a normal thing, like a yeah. placeholder. It's just you usually don't get to yeah. see it you know if it was like ai then this, there would be a completely different yeah. story but this is just straight up uh laziness i don't want to say laziness because it's hard to make a game it is <laughs> I, I i would say uh uh it was just an over, it was an oversight right uh, and to be honest 
Prince of Persia, this 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 is a uh this is a throwaway game for Ubisoft. It's it's a it's a side scrolling yeah, uh, uh franchise they haven't yeah. freaking released in forever. Which unfortunately is true, yeah. It's gonna sell a lot and do really well, yeah. probably a lot better than they would have expected, mm-hmm. but they probably aren't putting a lot of uh resources into this at all. So yeah. uh I don't wanna give them too much crap for mm-hmm. it. Anyway, uh, that's that. Let's hear an update about the DualSense controller. A retailer listing of a V2 DualSense controller for the PlayStation 5 has been spotted online, and it boasts an exceptional 12-hour battery life. That's a much longer battery life than the standard DualSense uh, controller, which averages between 6 to 10 hours, and many players would argue less. More specifically, players spotted a Best Buy Canada retail listing for PlayStation 5 version 2 DualSense wireless controller, white, as reported by Eurogamer. Curiously, this uh, V2 DualSense controller looks identical to the white ones that launched with the PlayStation 5, but in the About This Product section of the controller, you'll find exceptional 12-hour battery life on full charge sports long gaming sessions. This section also states the controller includes a DualSense charging station that offers an easy click-in charging. Ooh. Game Informers reached out to PlayStation to ask about this controller and whether or not it's real, and we'll update this story uh, if it learns more. I hope it's just the battery, because uh, it does desperately need a new battery. Yeah. Um, maybe some Hall Effect sticks would be nice, but... I just wanted to have a new battery so that I don't feel obligated to buy it and try it. <laughs> I want it to be the same yeah. as we've we've had previously. Um, I hope the battery is like compatible with older models too. Oh, like you just, just like the, pop it in, yeah, it, just in case. Well, I mean, it probably won't be if it has some sort of click-in situation where it has like a charge base situation. Oh, f- oh well, well, no, it, no. Does it, doesn't it charge from the bottom? It can charge either through USB C. And then some charging stations, yeah, you can charge it from the bottom, yeah. Okay. So then, hopefully that's not different then. Yeah. Hopefully that's the same. Uh, they probably took technology that they used in the DualSense Edge controller, because that one, I think, has a... Yes. It's got, like, more stuff in it, but the battery life's, like, a little better or something. Or no, it's the like battery this... life's worse, because it has more stuff in it. I think the battery's the... S- I think the battery's the same battery. And because it's doing more stuff, the battery life actually is worse. I thought it was the same, but it has more stuff. We averaged about six hours of playtime, which is not good. Yeah. How long were the battery lasts? Four to six. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. worse. That's a lot worse. Dual sense battery life. I think that's eight hours, isn't it? Yeah. Five to seven. Yeah, yeah, it's worse on the edge. Never mind. They didn't use any technology for anything. <laughs> um, <coughs> I was looking up about uh, the Xbox. Series controller and the DualSense controller today mm-hmm. because I heard a Call of Duty streamer say that playing Call of Duty on a PC is like cheating with a controller because you get a lot less input latency. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. It sounds wrong about that. And I was looking into it. A lot of Call of Duty streamers, when they play on controller, they use PlayStation controllers now. Right. I think they still use PlayStation 4 controllers. Okay. Um, and I think that's weird because the Xbox controller is far superior. Yeah. Um, but there's two reasons why I think they think that input latency is lower on the computer. One of them is higher frame rates. Right. And if you have a lot of games, probably also Call of Duty, the polling rate for how much it checks your input 
is tied to the frame rate. Yeah. So having a really high frame rate, like some of these people get like 500 frames a second, uh -huh. you're going to have a really high polling rate. So that makes sense. Apparently, the DualSense controller mm -hmm. can get up to a thousand hertz polling rate. That's like a thousand yeah, frames yeah, per yeah. second, basically. Whereas an Xbox controller can only get 125 hertz. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, supposedly getting the DualSense controller up to a thousand hertz kind of doesn't run that good. Right. But still having that much gap. Yeah. I need to try it and see what the difference right. is because I'm I'm having a great time using my Xbox controller. Yeah. But I, now I need to try the DualSense. Edge I feel and like see the, if the, I can clock the, the like discrepancy. That. That's that's such a huge discrepancy. But like, why would it need a thousand hertz polling rate? at all so i think the reason why microsoft locked it at 125 hertz yeah. is a because it's stable like a uh -huh. thousand hertz is not stable and b because uh you're only getting 120 frames per second on your xbox yeah so why do you need more than that on an xbox exactly, but yeah. on a pc you can get a whole lot more who's than that. playing call of duty at a thousand frames per second no one i don't think you can do it at a thousand frames per second yeah but um People are playing it at 500. Yeah. That, I, even that's a little ridiculous, honestly. Quite a few top end mice are getting a thousand hertz polling rate. Yeah. I, I think the theoretical cap is 8,000 hertz, yeah. but nobody, nobody does that. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how to unlock a thousand hertz yeah. out of your controller. Uh, I'll have to look into that. I'm going to try using the DualSense Edge for Call of Duty and see if I notice any change in input latency. Because that may, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and remember when the consoles were coming out, uh, Microsoft claimed that it had a better wireless technology that would yeah. make the input latency less. And then I tested both the Xbox and the PlayStation, and I think the PlayStation had less input latency. Yeah. So I play it wired anyway. Um. Update. Rondo Products emailed me again. <laughs> uh, is it the same, same email? Same email. Okay. All right. Add that to the list. Yep. Is that eight now? Yep. Anything above what it is, 120 to 160, isn't even noticeable to the naked eye. It's not about the naked eye. About the. Are you talking about frame rate? Because we're talking about the polling rate. Um. It's the again. It's the law of diminishing returns. Even with frame rate, the higher up you go, the yeah. less you notice it, but you still notice it. Like the difference between 120 hertz and and 240 hertz is not a lot. Yeah, but you you can notice a a very small difference. Going from 60 hertz to 240 hertz fucking blows your mind. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Game Shark. That's right. Game Shark's back, kind of. As part of an ongoing wave of AI-related news at CES 2024, uh, Alltech Lansing uh, revealed an artificial intelligence-powered successor to Game Shark called AI Shark. Oh, God, help me. More interestingly, the press release uh, regarding the software claims that the Nintendo Switch 2 is launching in September of 2024. Formerly known as Game Shark, AI Shark is set to redefine the gaming landscape with its revolutionary AI-enhanced technology. Uh, said in a press release it, the innovative gaming software is set to mark a significant leap forward in the gaming experience bringing the enhanced gameplay 
bringing enhanced gameplay for beginner level users. The official launch is planned to coincide with the Nintendo Switch 2 in September 2024. AI Shark declaring that is very odd considering Nintendo has not confirmed the name of its next console or release window for it. That means that AI Shark either revealed this release window and name information earlier than it was supposed to, or it's just speculating on the name and release window of Nintendo's next device in order to drum up a hype for its AI product. In a follow-up to Digital Trends, AI Shark backtracked on the September release uh, month, but confirmed that it had tentative that the tentative launch for the platform is fall 2024 it added that nintendo has not officially set the launch date yet but it does not deny the existence of the device or the fact that it's set to launch it this year in a second follow-up it backtracked on the fall 2024 window too and noted that nintendo has not officially clarified launch what do they know <laughs> what why would nintendo even talk to them i, ever? I know like I, I they're just spitballing yeah I just think it's hysterical. Like the, the levels of like comedy in this article, yeah. it just keeps growing. First of all, Game Shark is back. But yeah, first, Game Shark, Game is, Shark back. is back. Second, even if it was Game Shark from yeah. the from many moons ago, Nintendo would never give them any yeah. information about anything. Because yeah. they don't fucking want Game Shark around. Exactly. At all. I know. And uh, now that they're back. It's some random company I've never heard of yeah. that is taking Game Shark and calling it AI Shark. Which, why did you need Game Shark at all? Yeah. If you're calling it AI Shark, you could have just <laughs> made AI yeah. Shark. Uh, as for what AI Shark is, Alltech Lansing says it's utilizing exclusive XGPT technology and real-time tensor processing units acceleration to elevate users' gaming experiences by providing personalized hints and assistance that keep up with fast-paced competitive gaming. The press release uh, unveiling AI Shark does not explain what data set it will pull from in order to give players this advice, uh, so we've also asked Al uh, Alltech Lansing for clarification on that. I looked into this a little while you were talking because yes. uh i'm very curious uh i've never heard that game shark got acquired me neither as of just a couple of days ago this news hit game shark that was acquired by all yeah. tech but but well it, all these articles are saying game shark is going to return as an ai powered tool not much about it being acquired yeah as far as i know according to the wikipedia uh, Game Shark is owned by Mad Cats. Oh, and they're still around. They're still around. Didn't they go under and then come back? Yes. They respond. They uh, tweeted at me the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I forgot about what. But they <laughs> they they came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. Audio company Alltech Lansing will be heading up the resurgence, which is now rebranded as AI Shark. Yeah, I don't understand. Oh, as per Digital Trends, we should read Digital... Oh, wait, we just read Digital Trends. Yeah. Yeah, this is the same article. Also, when I, when when Mad Cats tweeted at me, I, I was in a Discord call with people, and I said, oh my god, Mad Cats tweeted at me, and they're like, who's that? Oh. Like, they make controllers and stuff? They're like, yeah. I've never heard of Mad Cats. I was like, okay. Oh my god, what's wrong with people? Everybody had a Mad Cat's controller. Yeah, I'm still very confused about the uh, acquisition of Game Shark, or I guess like the license. Yeah, like, like it could just be this company is making AI Shark, and they just are calling it the resurgence of Game Shark. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they're trying to use like name recognition of. 
You know what it reminds me of? I'm going to tweet at Mad Cats. There you go. I'm going to be like, hey, what Hey, what is this? Yeah, well, who who owns GameShark? Did you sell it? Mad Cats went under and then came back. Uh, When they came back, they probably didn't have the, they probably let the rights to the GameShark name lapse. So this company came in and bought it, you know, and they're now using it to power their stupid AI shark thing. This kind of reminds me, not too long ago, do you remember Toy Biz? Yes. The toy company they made? Also, Mad Cats didn't tweet at me. They followed me. Okay. So I'm going to DM them. (laughs) (laughs) So Toy Biz used to be an action figure company. They were partially owned by Marvel or they partially own Marvel. They made all the Marvel action figures until Hasbro got the license and then Toy Biz basically disappeared. They went under. Uh, Like last year or two years ago, somebody just bought the name Toy Biz and said, we're bringing Toy Biz back and we're going to have all these licenses and we're going to have all these like cool articulated action figures. And that was like two Instagram posts and then nothing. <laughs> so it sounds like they, this is a similar situation where somebody just bought the name, wants to use it for some cool new thing, but doesn't really understand A, what that cool new thing is or B, what made people like the original version in the first place. So... I don't think we're going to see this come out anytime soon. Yeah, it's AI is the new thing. How can we incorporate... AI is cool, gaming's cool. How do we yeah. put the two together? AI is cool, gaming's cool, sharks are cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody was wearing a shark t-shirt <laughs> in that meeting, and it's like they just put two and two together. And they're like, video games, shark. sharks. All right. This, this is it. Uh, hey, I'm curious. Do you own the Game Shark license? Did Alltech Lansing uh, purchase that from from Mad Cats? And then I'm linking the article, and then that's yeah. that's all I'm gonna say. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, if they respond or they unfollow me. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway, that's I'm very. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll update on what happens next week. Hopefully. Um. Anyway, moving on. We'll plow through the rest. Yes. Of this. Um, we got WB Warner Brothers lifts NDA on Suicide Squad alpha test. Oh no. Yeah. Uh. Rock- oh no. Rocksteady and WB Games are doing something odd. They are partially lifting a non-disclosure agreement surrounding a previous alpha test of the upcoming Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, following a load of mixed and negative previews. Earlier this week, numerous outlets and content creators across the web posted their hands-on previews of Rocksteady's open-world co-op looter shooter supervillain game Suicide Squad. While some outlets and folks were positive about the upcoming DC game, many more complained of its clunky combat, bad traversal controls, boring missions, live service annoyances, (laughs) bland loot, generic action, and lack of mechanical diversity with each team member. Now, a few days later... Rocksteady is seemingly trying to shift the narrative around its off-delayed co-op game. On January 11th, Rocksteady announced that it is partially lifting the NDA surrounding the November 2023 alpha test of Suicide Squad. Specifically, players are now free to openly talk online about the early section of the game they playtested last year. What what was this? How closed was this alpha test? That's so long ago. I know. It must have been very closed. Yeah, because I don't even remember hearing about this. Yeah, I don't remember it being a thing either. Uh, Now that there is more news out on the game and players are asking, we're no longer enforcing a a portion of the NDA, Rocksteady explained. 
uh, and we're allowed we're allowing players to talk about their experience from the closed alpha test. We've heard the community requests and want to give players an opportunity to discuss what it's like to explore Metropolis as Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, and King Shark. Rocksteady has made it clear that the rest of the NDA still applies, asking players to not share any images or videos of the closed test. It's very clear why they're lifting the NDA. Yeah, because they're getting a lot of uh, the, the, black. It did not preview very well at all. Mm. So they are hoping that the people who play tested the alpha are going to be like, actually... Yeah, uh, that's why I'm curious. Like, was this open to fans? Because that would give them an opportunity to come back a little bit. Like, yeah. the, uh, the, the user score versus the, the critic that, score. That's you know? what I think. Because it, it's like when a, a movie does bad and they don't put, like, the critic reviews in the commercials. They put tweets yeah. in the commercials. Like, what Joe thinks. Yeah. Of the, like, Bong Ripper 420 says this movie is great. Yeah. And and I understand that sometimes uh, the game reviews poorly, but uh, people like it. You know, yeah. I like some stuff that doesn't yeah, review very well. Same, but um, but but yeah, this seems more dire than that. Yeah, I'm very interested now in this game because uh, I like some of the ideas, but. It seems like the actual gameplay is bad. Yeah, I think it's... It's an, Kevin Conroy's last... I know. And that's what sucks the most about it is I'm going to yeah. have to play this piece of shit in order to hear Batman one last time. Or just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah, I guess. That's what I did for, like, Injustice and shit. <laughs> I just watched... Well, I watched you play through all of Injustice 1. Right. Uh, and then I was like, all right, I don't have to play this. Yeah. <laughs> It was like three hours. It was like but a movie. The difference is like Injustice 1 and Injustice 2. I mean, those are good games. Those are like yeah. your basic ass fighting games. Injustice 2 I watched on YouTube. Yeah. I like I skimmed through all the cutscenes. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this. Maybe I'll do the same thing. I. Yeah. I'm definitely. this. No, this is definitely going to be a wait until it's on sale and wait until they implement the offline mode. Yeah, it might end up being like the Avengers where you get it and you just can't play it. Like yeah. half of it just doesn't work because yeah. it's not supported anymore by the time you get your hands on it. Um, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Hopefully they learn. Well, they did learn one thing. Uh, and that is apparently Rocksteady spent one year ripping out the hated gear score. Uh, Suicide Squad devs has confirmed that the gear score, one of the more controversial elements of Rocksteady's upcoming co-op shooter, has been entirely removed from the game. However, the game is still very much a looter shooter. Uh, when Rocksteady started releasing gameplay footage, not to mention all the leaks, fans were concerned by all the live service elements. One very despised bit was the inclusion of gear scores seen in games like Destiny 2. For skeptical fans, it was another indication that Suicide Squad was not uh, a single-player Batman sequel that they wanted, but now that the devs have announced that Gear Score is gone from Suicide Squad. So, so like, I'm not opposed to, like, a Destiny-style game. I actually like Destiny a lot. Like, right. I, I like getting new, like, weapons and stuff and trying them all out. But that just doesn't seem to fit within the world it of something like this. It doesn't seem to fit with, like, a lot of games that are not Destiny. It's it's a mechanic yeah. that has been shoehorned into so many different games that don't apply and like run at odds with the type of game that it's supposed to be. Like 
Gotham Knights, for example, is clearly just trying to be Arkham City. And that's fine if it wants to just be Arkham City. But they threw in all well, this. Well, it can if they're going to do all that other exactly. shit. Exactly. <laughs> they threw in all that other shit. And like it, it breaks it up. It ruins it. You know, Avengers should have been just a simple uh, brawling game. But it's not. It's got all this Destiny shit in it. Well, I saw a tweet the other day. Uh, that was like, I guess when you beat Poison Ivy, you get her weapon. Yeah. Which is like the ice axe. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck does Poison Ivy, you know, remember Poison Ivy's famous ice, ice axe? axe? Yeah. Elemental ice axe? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. So that's what you're going to have to deal with if you're going to have loot mechanics yeah. in, uh, in a DC villain game. Yeah. It... <sighs> That was one of the things I hated about Borderlands. It was like all the different loot and all the guns and all, but See, all the I guns. I liked that in the first Borderlands. But here's the thing, and I'm gonna. This is not something you're gonna hear quite often, but like I'm gonna give credit to Borderlands. That did not come at the expense of the overall gameplay because the overall gameplay was still an open world RPG yeah. that played like. Under a traditional open world RPG. And you felt rewarded yes. the, the whole time. You're like, oh, this gun's sick, or all oh, this gun sucks. I'm glad I have this one. Though. Not necessarily from the guns you get, but from like accomplishing your tasks in a traditional video game way. Mm -hmm. So if you were if you worked at Warner Brothers and you were tasked with making a looter um Warner Brothers game on yeah. the on DC property, what what DC property would make for good looting uh, mechanics? Trying to Lobo, <laughs> man. No, the thing is, like, it's got it. Would I don't. I'm assuming it'd be a multiplayer game. Yeah, because, like, yeah. We'll, we'll we're thinking kind of in the vein of what we think Suicide Squad is trying to do. You know what? A game where you play as the Flash's Rogues Gallery, because the Flash Rogues are all friends, and like, if you play as like. Captain Boomerang, Captain Cold, and uh, Mirror Master, and Weather Wizard, and the Trickster, and like you get a party of them, and you just go around committing crimes and like looting banks and jewelry stores and shit, all while avoiding the Flash and Impulse and Kid and Flash. And he's like, uh, he's he's like the uh, Mister X or something. He's like the tyrant. Yeah, he's like he's like always there. Yes, like that would be <laughs> that's a good idea. That would be. And you cool. can't really fight him. You just have to avoid him. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Gavin Gidry, illustrator on uh, DC, uh, DC's uh, Superman 78, The Metal Curtain, on sale now. Uh, you work for DC Comics. Go tell them. Go tell them. You can take credit <laughs> for it. You can take credit for it, man. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I really want to know what happened here. Like, somebody obviously pitched this, but then how did it become what it is now? I because I can't imagine... Suicide Squad started as a looter-based. I guarantee uh, you, it started thing. off like it probably started off the way all these games start off. It started off as one thing. It started off as a regular ass video game, and then somebody up high said, "Hey, it has to be a live service yeah. looter shooter." Yeah, does it happen with Avengers? It, it guarantee it happened with this. We need to squeeze more money yes. out of this. Anyway, um, Dice Awards. Yes. Remember those? These Now, everybody who complained about the uh, Game Awards, about how cheesy it is, and about how they didn't give a lot of time for developers to talk, uh, should watch the Dice yes. Awards. 
time to put your money where your mouths are. Uh, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Science has released its uh, list of nominees for the 27th Annual Dice Awards. The nominations include several major releases that have appeared in a roster of previous award shows, including the Game Awards and the New York Game Awards. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 has netted the highest number of nominations with eight, with, wow. sorry, with nine, uh, followed by Alan Wake 2 with eight, and uh, Baldur's Gate 3 with seven. A little bit different from the game i'm very much surprised yeah you i would think that this spider-man 2 i mean the dice awards i thought was more developer focused and like artsy you know they they like appreciated things that are different a little more having spider-man 2 be the most nominations is weird i feel like that might be because spider-man 2 on a technical level is very impressive like what they're able to do in an open world uh with the with the way the fast travel works and like just that how much content there is in that game they were able to shove in that game i've got to say since baldur's gate 3 has won all of these awards i have since played baldur's gate 3 and i gotta tell you i don't know what the fuck is everybody going on (laughs) going on about this game's it's fine it's it's it throws you in yeah there's a million things on the screen a million things you can press and a million things to do and it doesn't tell you how to do anything okay which i guess people appreciate but man i thought i had one attack for like a long time (laughs) and then i realized there's a sub menu where you get all these other attacks that's just one of the you know things with the game it's a good game right but like people went fucking nuts over this thing have you fucked the bear yet? I have not fucked the bear yet. Maybe you need to fuck the bear and it'll change that's your probably, opinion. probably, I haven't gotten far enough to fuck the bear. Yeah. So that's probably, I haven't gotten far enough to fuck anything, really. Really? Yeah, I haven't. I, I so. assume you could just do that right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, it, you, well, I did see, I did get to pick my character's cock. Okay. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. I spent like two hours making my, my character. Yeah. Uh, but then I started playing the game and I was like, what is everybody on about? Um, anyway, um, so I don't know if we want to go through all the awards, the, the nominations, go through but the top couple, we'll I just guess. do game of the year. It's Alan Wake two, Baldur's Gate three, Cocoon, Spider-Man two and Zelda tears of the kingdom. So Cocoon is the interesting one there. Yes. What did that replace in the, these are all resident evil four. Ah, there you go. Yeah. They, they probably decided that does not count. Yeah. Uh, outstanding achievement for an independent game cocoon dredge el paso elsewhere 30 suitors thirsty and, suitors th- thirsty suitors and venba again pizza tower getting snubbed <laughs> maybe pizza tower didn't count maybe pizza tower is not a good game <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i think pizza tower <laughs> might might have missed the cutoff maybe because it came out early last yeah. year outstanding achievement in story you got alan wake 2 hogwarts legacy uh Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. The, the finals. finals. Wow. What yeah. a great story. Uh, and Tears of the Kingdom, which also did not have a good story. Baldur's Gate should be there. Well, Baldur's Gate is in uh, game direction along with Cocoon, um, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Online game of the year. I'm skipping around. Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare 3, which I guess is the same as Warzone. Diablo 4, Omega Strikers, Street Fighter 6, The Finals. Okay. Uh, the Finals came out late. I think they missed the cutoff for the, yeah. the Game Awards. Uh, uh, action Game of the Year. Armored Core 6, Dead Space, 
Hi-Fi Rush, Spider-Man 2, Remnant 2. Okay. So that's our first remake right there. It's Dead Space. Not the, by all accounts, better remake. But this is a different game. Right. Yeah. Is it, though? Dead Space? I don't know. It felt different. It felt more different than the Resident Evil 4 remake <laughs> to me. Um, I guess I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess yeah. The, everything looks about the the the, the same. Uh, fighting game of the year: uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl Two, Pocket Bravery, Street Fighter Six. I mean, how could it not be Street Fighter Six? I mean, Nickelodeon's right there. Nickelodeon's right there, and everybody knows it is yeah. better than Smash Brothers. Yeah. Some some YouTube channel titles will tell you. <laughs> With a little question mark yeah. cheekily put at the, at the end there. Sports game of the year. Uh, EA Sports FC 24, MLB The Show 23, WWE 2K 23. Uh, not a single racing game in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So when is that? When is the DICE Awards? The DICE Awards are... Uh, okay. The award show itself will be hosted by Greg Miller and Stella Chung and airs on February 15th. Okay. That's a while. Yeah. So a whole month from now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last news. Capcom adds new DRM. Everybody loves yes. when there's DRM. And they're adding it to old games. That sucks. Capcom has uh, been adding file protection software to its back catalog of games on Steam, seemingly as a part of the company's efforts to crack down on piracy, but also on PC mods, which the company claims are no different than cheats for its games. While the addition of the software called Enigma Protector to Capcom's games has been going on for months, Steam users say the issue came... The issues came to a head earlier this month when the publisher updated its 2013 Resident Evil Revelations on PC. That update caused noticeable performance issues, uh, according to players, and Capcom quickly reverted the uh, the change. But Capcom said in an update on Steam that it plans to re-release that update. Users on Steam have since pushed back on this, adding mostly negative reviews to Resident Evil Revelations. Many review sites many reviews cite the mod blocking DRM as primary factor in the negative reviews. Enigma Protector is a third-party software package designed to help protect executable files from uh, user attempts at hacking, analysis, modification, and disassembly. Uh, in practice, the software helps to block game mods and Capcom games. Capcom has identified mods as an issue with its games in recent month. In October, the developers of Capcom's RE Engine, the game software that powers games like Street Fighter VI, Monster Hunter Rise, and the Resident Evil series, said that mods can cause reputational damage and become a burden on customer support. The image of a product is tarnished when mods are released that violate public over that viol sorry. The image of a product is tarnished when mods are released that violate public order and morals uh, without permission. Capcom developer said in a YouTube video about anti-cheat and anti-piracy measures for its in-house development. Mods can be mistaken for legitimate implementations and can cause bad publicity. Fuck you. Because that's the best part of having an old game. Yeah. If a game's too old, like, you keep the community alive by having like, mods. I guarantee you Capcom is not supporting Resident Evil Revelations anymore. Yeah. And it's probably the mod community that is doing things like adding quality of life improvements or even, like, you know, fun little things. Like, giving Chris a new outfit. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's the one. You know what? This. I mean, 
when Resident Evil 4 came out, it immediately got modded yeah. F with sexy Leon. Yes. Uh, so that I guess they're saying that's bad publicity. Hey, man, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. People wanted yes. Resident Evil real bad when that. I came just out. imagine one of these Capcom executives like getting a video of like when Resident Evil 2 came out and they replaced uh, Mr. X with Thomas the Tank Engine, and he was so appalled. Yep. He's like, we must stop this from happening. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not great. People also don't like DRM because it uh, sometimes affects the performance of the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how this specific DRM... I've never heard of Enigma Protector before. Me neither. It's a third-party thing. It's not an internal Capcom thing. It probably does have some sort of impact on performance, but these are old games, so it shouldn't matter that much. But putting DRM on old games feels weird. Because yeah. that's how you keep a game alive is you let people mess around with it also like yeah. you're not selling that much of this stuff what do you care if people are like you know fucking yeah. around with them you want people to fuck around with them mm -hmm. so you'll sell more of it anyway uh i think that's it yes that's all the news time for a very very special tweet of the week by chris wilson who i think is cyanide and happiness yeah uh stuck in my head all day secret secret new york jewish tunnels <laughs> i was enthralled by this <laughs> i when i when i heard the news of this yeah i just heard about this <laughs> i was really into the lore yeah but, hey mad cats just dm'd me back oh boy they said I, I think we still have it. <laughs> oh boy. Breaking news here on the Wolf Den podcast. I, I'm not going to read the DMs any further. Yeah. I'll try to get like an official statement <laughs> out of them before I leak all of our DMs. But that's interesting. Yes. Anyway, back to the secret New York Jewish channels. <laughs> when I saw all this go around on, I was enthralled yeah. because I used to live there. Yeah. And, uh, I was very confused by the happenings yeah. with these secret uh, underground uh, Jewish tunnels. Because <laughs> if you don't know, in Williamsburg, there is an area that is all uh, Hasidic Jewish people. It's, yeah. like, it's like you're going into little Israel. Um, and they they had like a tunnel system, mm -hmm. which is very confusing. It seems like what happened was they uh, there's like this, this like uh, 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 place of worship that uh, was very special to them and they were expanding it underneath. At, there was a couple of young Jewish people who were expanding yes. it underneath uh, illegally. And then they got in trouble and they were protesting by not letting them fill up the holes that yeah. they just built. Very strange. <laughs> um, but yes. A lot funnier when you say it to the tune of, of the Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, you're going to be on Kotaku tomorrow, Bob. Video Game Insider confirms ownership of GameShark. Yeah, please don't clip <laughs> around this where we talk about the secret underground Jewish tunnels yeah. at the same time. Uh, anyway, we're going to talk to you people yes. real quick. If I remember to bring up Discord, we can talk to people who have comments on last week's Wolf Den Podcast over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Wolf Den Podcast. Podcast. We got uh, Thrive5462, who says the Samsung Micro LED transparent screen would be sick in a vehicle. Oh, God. No, no. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> you could see your speed on the windshield, etc. Okay, fine. 
that is kind of like in Children of Men, all the cars have like the the information like on the window itself, and in the scene where like they're throwing shit at the car, like hazard warnings come up. It's like, hey, there's a rock's coming. There were cars that had like the speedometer or, like projected onto the, the yeah. windshield, but uh, I don't know what the regulations are. I mean, you can have stickers on the windshield. You know, you can have uh, uh, your registration on the windshield. Yeah, but so it's got to be like out of the way, mm -hmm. like unobstructive. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind looking down, like down like this on my speedometer. You know, it's yeah. not really like that much. Um. Anyway, name less nameless. Oh, you know what would be cool though if you could project on screen like turn right, and it's like yes. that's the way to go. Yeah, you know that'd be because like I do get fucked pretty frequently. Like I want the Forza lines. Yeah. You know, you playing Forza and you get the line like <laughs> yeah. where to go. That'd be great. Yeah. There's one turn going into from from Long Island into Brooklyn where it says keep right, and then you immediately have to keep left. Yeah. It's like keep right to stay on like the throg's neck. I don't yeah. know what it is. Uh, keep right, and then it immediately is keep left, and it mm -hmm. fucks you every time. Um, so that'd be great if I could do that. Anyway, uh, nameless x silent says I only eat the chocolate half of a black and white cookie. Look to the cookie. Uh, no, Bob ninety four says the future of Xbox is Google Stadia, a hundred dollar stream. Xbox that includes an Xbox controller, fifteen dollars a month. What? The future of Google is the future of Xbox. Oh, he's trying to say like Xbox should just turn into Google Stadia. Um, not that they will turn into Google Stadia, yeah. but they might have a streaming only box. Yes, they wanted. They to tried one. it. They tried to do it, but it was too expensive for them. So, uh, yes, but I don't think that. They shelved it, but I don't think that's yeah. out of the cards for them. I think that that's something in the future that yeah, they might want to do. Definitely. Um, I think they wanted it to be 150 bucks, and they couldn't keep it under that. They wanted no. They wanted it to be. It, he, Phil Spencer said it couldn't be more than 120 dollars. Oh, okay. And they couldn't. He wanted it to be 100 dollars, ideally, but they he wouldn't budge at 120. It probably also has to come with a controller. That was the big issue. Yeah. He's like, it has to come with a controller. Yeah, that's gonna um, be a problem. Um, AKA just Joe says, I don't think these transparent TVs will ever be for consumers or in the home. I think they will be for commerce. So we will have adverts on every piece of glass when walking through cities. I do think it will be almost entirely, uh, 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 commercial use, commercial yeah. use. but I think that the LG one specifically will be in some rich people's homes to be yeah. like, a like a like a look at me mm -hmm. look what i have kind of thing it'll it'll be like uh an interior decorator will be doing things for rich people and will use that in their yeah. houses and the other rich people will be like oh my god it's so cool i can show this to all my friends yeah but no one will actually care or want it uh charlie fenn says i know you forgot you are on audible a lot so I'll just say I'm responsible for keeping that alive. <laughs> As I just got my 2023 statistics through, I listen on here most of the time, but if here meaning YouTube, but if I know I'm going somewhere where my phone data isn't great, or I'm just at the gym listening, then I tend to use their download feature and listen through them. It looks like I did that a lot last year. That's good. Yeah. That's good that that's an option. Yes. If you have an audible subscription, I guess, because uh, on 
You can do that on YouTube, but you need premium. Yeah. So wherever it's easiest yeah. for you to watch. We're we're everywhere. Is there so. a place you would like to watch us that you can yes. watch other podcasts, if, but currently can't watch this one? If we're not on your preferred podcast service, at me on Twitter, Will Wolf, damn it, and I will I will look into it. Yes. His name is Will Wolf, damn it, not yes. Will Wolf, damn it. Yes. Yeah, that wasn't an exclamation. That was his full name. Yes. Um. Upload to Pornhub, says N-T-U-G. Okay. <laughs> they got a good CPM. They do. <laughs> um, I do have a friend who uh, started a YouTube channel a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a competing YouTube channel. Okay. I was trying to do a lot of the same things that we do. Uh, and they weren't doing very good on YouTube and they started uploading to Pornhub. Just to, imagine like right. one of our videos yeah. just on Pornhub and it did very well. <laughs> And all of the comments yeah. were totally normal comments, <laughs> like like as if they uploaded on YouTube. Yeah. So maybe there's something to it. Maybe. Uh anyway, uh we're in the chat now. Yes. Both chats, two chats. Oh. Uh oh, wait. I just saw it. You can you can also put the RSS feed link so we can add it ourselves. That uh, is true. That's got to be available. Yeah. That's available somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, I'd have to go into Spotify to find it. Don't we have it somewhere? I feel like I don't know. I feel like that should be easy to get. It might be in the description. No. We still have a SoundCloud. Yes. That's for the old podcast. We got to change that. <laughs> um, I have old podcast links in the description of the, of, of the YouTube <laughs> video. Great. Oh, that's because these are live streams. Okay. All right. So what about if I go to the. No, these are also old. Okay, I gotta change all the... How come nobody fucking told me to change the links in the description? Um, I'll do that. And then also, yeah, give me the RSS feed link and I'll just put it in the description of the YouTube video. There's a GBASP speedometer. Uh, it's for a moped, isn't it? There's like a moped that like connects to a game. Uh, Elliot has a video. That's Oh, I gotta check that out. Can we get Wolfden in Japanese on the mugs? No, I don't. <laughs> Bob, should I swap my Joy-Con shells? If you're not afraid to break them. Because you might break them. And that's why I'm afraid to do it. Major UK re- game retailer is not selling used games anymore. Yeah. Edward I- Bova linked. That's weird because I, that's how they make money. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like, I wasn't sure whether or not to talk about it. So Game, which is basically the UK equivalent of like GameStop. They're a big video game retailer and they also deal in buying and uh, selling uh, used games. Uh, they're not going to do pre-owned games anymore. It just it says here pre-owned will still be available in our standalone stores across the UK while stock lasts. Yeah, and Game Elite will still be available until the end of the summer. Uh, it also says we will be phasing out the trade-in, pre-owned, uh, and Game Elite offerings in the UK over the coming months. So, what's their focus now? 
I, I guess just regular game sales. <laughs> they don't, they don't make any money on. Uh, Eurogamer understands that the move has been prompted by the growing number of game outlets uh, now located within Sports Direct stores, which require a separate till that tracks the large back catalog of items the chain currently uh, accepts for trade-ins. Games till software remains distinct from the software used by Sports Direct um, and also requires training for shop staffers to deal with. Removing this would streamline the operations further. Uh, rather than undertake a costly process of merging systems in an age of declining physical game sales. That's weird because like that's your main moneymaker. You would think they would want to put effort into that. I mean, it sounds like their parent company wants like to streamline like their cataloging software. And so just start phasing out uh, the trade-in process because that's different from all the other stores that you my mind went to all the regulations that go on with like running a pawn shop because that's yeah. what you're essentially doing you right is, is you're you're running a pawn shop yeah but uh yeah having a i feel like that you would want to try to figure that out you know as, mm -hmm. uh, unless i mean their main money maker might be something else then if yeah. maybe uh, it's different than gamestop um we have another store, store called CEX that's a lot more like GameStop. Game sells more merch for the games than actual games these days. That's kind of yeah. like what GameStop these days is. Is now, yeah. Yeah. Because used game sales has been declining because you, people just buy them digitally. Um, what else? Someone on Spallway's video posted that that's more the demise of the store game than physical media dying itself. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. Although I did, somebody posted on Twitter. I forgot who it was. Uh, they showed a, a Best Buy, and Best Buy has like started to phase out like their physical movies and CDs and like music CDs. And one store apparently is also phasing out physical games as well. Mm -hmm. Like the game section was just empty. Yeah, I mean, you have to think that these companies are looking at their numbers and, yeah. and seeing that it's not worth it yeah. in some way. So maybe like the parent company of game is like, nah, like we don't care about game enough to, yeah. to figure this out. Uh, Z Bob in the uh, YouTube chat says Italian sandwich or turkey. It depends on yeah. the place. Yeah. Sometimes. I'll get an Italian sandwich, and sometimes I'll get a turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. I don't like mayo, though. Yeah, so sometimes the no Italian yeah. sandwich is the way to go. Also, when you get a fucking sandwich, mm -hmm. and there's any sort of sauce on it at all, it's always just covered yeah. in it's sauce. It's always too much. I hate yeah. that. Some people really like just having a gluttonous amount of sauce. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I, want, I want the lightest little drizzle I'll have any sauce if it's just a little bit. Unless but the, the problem is it's never a little unless bit. Unless the sandwich sucks. And then sauce <laughs> can go a long way of like masking the flavor. Yeah, but it's got to be good yeah. sauce, not mayo. Yeah. God. In the 45 years that I've spent on this world, I've never owned a Mad Cat's controller. That's impossible. Yeah. Aren't you vegan? Uh, it's a good joke. It oh, that's an old. old. That's an old throwback joke. Yeah. I don't live in Williamsburg anymore. <laughs> um, 
What else can we talk about? Uh, oh, Mecha Dragon, thanks for the 21 months. My streak is old enough to drink now. That's that's months. <laughs> um, more room for the smart fridges and Dyson vacuums at Best Buy. Yeah. I went to buy something at Best Buy. Was it a vacuum? I went to buy something and they laughed at me. It it was like something really was it an air purifier? It was like something like very like you would think Best Buy yeah. would have, and they have it online. And then we right. were just like, well, we'll just go to the store and check it out. And we went. It was something like a vacuum cleaner. And they're like, we don't have those. Yeah, I think it was a vacuum. They're like, yeah, we don't have that. Wow. They went, Haha, yeah, we don't got that. He didn't even look or anything. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Really? I went to Best Buy one time because I wanted I wanted to buy a, a Blu-ray, and I saw online that they had it. And I went to the store, and I didn't see it on the shelf. And so some guy who wasn't wearing a Best Buy shirt said, yo, man, can I help you find something? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for this. I'm like, all right, let's go find it. No, we don't have it. And he walked away. So what I did was, I'm like, all right, enough of this. I went online. It said it's in stock. So I just bought it on my phone and said, it'll be ready in 15 minutes. Okay. So I'm waiting in the store for an extra 15 minutes while they go find it in the back and then bring it to the front. So the guy lied. Yes. The guy, well, but also, did he work there? I don't know. To this day, <laughs> I don't know. It could have just been a guy. Yeah. Um, have you seen the whole mega switch not shipping with the dumper situation? No. I have not, and that will make me mad because I pre-ordered it from a website that said it would ship with the dumper. Yeah. So that would be a lie. I pre-ordered it from some shady website. Don't know if I'm going to get I it. I feel like the only way to buy that thing is to buy it from a shady website. Yeah. I would feel more comfortable getting it from AliExpress, but even that's yeah. a shady website. So, All right. Uh, I go to Best Buy and get harassed by dare people out front. That's the Best Buy experience. I've never seen a dare person. I don't even... When's the last time you've seen a dare yeah. person? <laughs> What is this? Nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> we would see the uh, the 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 Power Rangers recruiting yeah. for for karate. Yeah, that was fun. All right, uh, that's that that's all. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. Thank you for chatting with us as always. The Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at eight PM Eastern, right here on Twitch.tv slash Wolfden or YouTube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. But if you can't make the show for any reason at all, it always goes up as an archive version over on YouTube.com slash Wolfden Podcast. So you can go and check us out on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. Because we're also on audio podcast on any and every audio podcast service, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Podcasts, Audible.com. No matter where <laughs> you get the show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all those respective platforms. Thanks, guys. I'm currently trying to find somebody to raid. Um, you guys would stop streaming. Uh, anyway, I'll be back on, on Thursday, hopefully. Um, you know, Pal World comes out this week. Does it? Yeah. The, the, the Pokemon with guns game. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of want to play that, but I think it comes out Friday and I'm dead and it's, it's coming to game pass. Yeah. I don't even got to buy it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to get it early or anything. Oh, uh, I, I do want to 
dabble in it. And mm-hmm. if I don't have to pay for it, that's great. Uh, I'm rating Jackson. Uh, I don't know what the hell he's playing. <laughs> he's playing Rayman Kart? Okay. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Hidden right. gem of mods for Mario Kart. Okay. Oh. Go watch him play Rayman Kart. See you later. Bye. Bye.